Hello, I am Christy Ogle with the Christy and Max Ogle podcast, and we are so excited because today we are launching our Handyman Secrets podcast, and I have Alan Lineker from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He has a handyman business called AA Construction and Handyman, and we're in a mutual kind of group, and that's how we have met each other. Welcome, Alan. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. We are so excited to have you here. We interview successful handyman from all over the country. I want to hear your story and let our listeners know how you became a handyman and in the construction business. So let us know what, how you got into it. Okay. Um, I guess first off, I, uh, construction was, I guess, my, my main, main source of uh, one, two, as, as a kid growing up. Um, I did, uh, did masonry construction for like about 14, 15 years, and I liked it. It was hard, grueling work. Um, it, was in, it was in Pennsylvania. So the winters there, we were like very slow. So I would get bored because I would get laid off and I was looking for something else to stay indoors so that I could continue to work. And so I got an opportunity to work for a wood contractor. Um, 80% of our work was remodeling bathrooms and kitchens. And we did a couple of whole house remodels as well, which was very interesting. And that's where I got my, I guess, the most of my teaching. Um, I learned a lot from the guy I was working for. He was very patient with me because there were some things that I simply did not know what I was doing. <laughs> but that's where, where it all started. And then uh, I worked for him for five years. Uh, moved down to Texas in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In February of 2016, worked for a couple different contractors here. Um, one was doing a surface refinishing, which was okay for the time being, wasn't what I wanted. So I moved on to another contractor, which was a general contractor, and he taught me some more things concerning remodeling, um, just what his stance was on keeping a cleanly job site, keeping things cleaned up. Um, if you leave, if you need to leave for any reason and you're still coming back that day, just clean up a little bit more is what he would say. That way, if something happens that you can't or don't come back, the job site is still relatively cleaned up. And then he also said at the end of the day, if you have to take the last hour of the day, clean up because clients like a clean job site. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I have implemented in, in and on my job sites. As I'm going through, if I'm doing a demo job, it is, I demo for say two hours and then it's like, okay, this is getting out of hand. I need to clean up because I'm tripping over things. I can't find my tools and then go on from there. So, so that is, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. 
Well, that is that. That's kind of how how I try to to go about my my jobs. Um, try to keep them as clean as I possibly can. Um, if I'm doing some kind of drywall work, like standing or cutting drywall, I try to cover up the clients. If it's in their bedroom or even in their uh, uh, living room, I try to put drop cloths, plastic, whatever down on the floor and or over their furniture so they're not sleeping or sitting on a bunch of drywall dust. Yeah. Uh, because I like to go to bed in a on a clean bed, uh-huh. and I... I imagine everybody else does as well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That sounds like a pretty good motto to clean up because I've seen tons of job sites that weren't cleaned up with our handyman business um, and cleaning up after other people. So you're from Pennsylvania. So were you totally excited about the snow this weekend? Um, not as excited as my six-year-old was. <laughs> Um, he was born in Pennsylvania, but he doesn't remember any of the snow or anything like that. He was two years old, almost, no, he was one, almost two years old when we moved down here. And he just, he doesn't remember anything of, of the snow or the cold weather or anything like that. So where, where we're living at, um, Saturday or no, it was Sunday when it snowed. There was just a light skip of snow on the ground, and he was out, and he's like, I am making snow angels. And he goes out and flops on his back in the dirt and makes a snow angel. Oh, wow. (laughs) How fun. Yeah, it was definitely fun for the kiddos and the adults, too. I mean, I made a snowman and did snow angels, too. We got about six or eight inches where I live. We didn't measure it, but it was a lot. Yes, yes, that is a lot. (laughs) And we're in Waco, so we never, we get a little dusting every so once in a while, but that's it. This is the most snow we'd had in the 13 years I've been here. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think your secret to success in a handyman business is? Because where you're at, um, there are a lot of handyman businesses, and I found you towards the top. So how are you successful in such a crowded market like Dallas-Fort Worth? Well, um, that I am not sure. Um, I joined a couple pages on Facebook. Uh-huh. that I go through probably a couple times a day, actually. And if there's anybody advertising anything on there, you know, that they have a job that they would like done or quotes or anything, it really doesn't matter what it is. I put my, my company name and my phone number down. Uh-huh. Um, and then I also advertise that no job is too small. Um, just for the simple fact that a lot of these general contractors, um, bigger contractors, whatever, they don't want to take the time to come in and change one faucet or one light fixture or anything like that. Uh-uh. So I, I like to try to think that that's where, where I get some of the monopoly, if you, if you want to call it that. Uh-huh. Um, that by advertising no job is too small, People are like, oh, so I can get him to come in and change out my kitchen faucet or 
my bedroom ceiling fan or something like that. Something that only takes like maybe an hour. Yeah. I'm happy in doing it. I just get a service call for that. Or if they have more than one ceiling fan, I usually give them a break of the amount that I get. Say, say I get $100 to change out a ceiling fan. Uh-huh. So if they have or three, I will drop the price down because I'm there longer and I'm doing more work. Yeah. I can justify dropping the price down a little bit per ceiling fan. Um, it just kind of small, small things like that, um, that doing that and, um, advice from older contractors, just, you know, if, if you have a question, don't be afraid to ask, um, people that have been in business longer than me, they usually can tell you if this or that is going to work or not just for the, you know, there's how many millions of people right here in the Metroplex. And a lot of them have dealt with some of all the culture. Uh (laughs) So yeah, that asking advice and asking advice from my, from my wife. She is very, very knowledgeable. Uh She grew up. Her dad has been a contractor for her life. Um, so, yeah, I, I give kudos to her a lot. Um, a lot of times if I'm getting stressed out on a job, the customer's like, you know, when are you going to be done? When are you going to be done? And I can't really say or they're, you know, maybe starting to nitpick at something or something, you know, I'm starting to get stressed out about that and then I'm, running thin on time because I need to run over here and look at a job and I need to run over here and get some parts or something. And I'm just getting stressed. So I'm, I'll call my wife and be like, Hey, you need to help me here. I need to get my stress back down. Yeah. And she does that. She is. Yeah. If, if it wouldn't be for her, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at right now. (laughs) Thank God for your wife. Yes, yes, every day. <laughs> Alan, yeah. what's the one thing that you wish you would have known before you began your handyman business? Um, let me see. I would probably on the uh Oh, I would have known the area a little bit better. Um, because a lot of times I didn't allow myself enough time to get to the job or to get to the place where I'm looking at the job. And I feel like sometimes that might have had a little something to do with me losing the job. I get there and, and look at the job and give them a quote. And it's just, you know, I, I send them the quote and it's just almost an immediate response. Uh, we found somebody already or something uh-huh. like that. Um, and then, I mean, I'm sure after, after our little interview here, I'm sure I'll be like, Oh yeah, this is probably another reason why I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that's, that's probably one of the, one of the main, main things. And then just, 
Um, another thing is try to be on time. You know, as, as I go on, it's like be on time or even 10 minutes early. Yeah. Because I, I actually did, went and did a small, small job in uh, Plano the other week. And I got to the gentleman's house about 10 minutes before we were scheduled. And he just kept going on and on and on about me being on time and, and all that. He said, that speaks volumes uh-huh. for you. So I would, I would advise everybody, be on time or be early. That is so because, true. Yes, yeah, yes, it is. Um, a lot of times I've heard a lot of other entrepreneurs say that um, if, you're, if you're scheduled to be there at 9, be there at 8.45 or 9.50 or, or 8.50, excuse me. Because if you're there at 9 and you're walking to the door at 9, you're late already. Yeah. And that, that just kind of kind of stuck with me that, okay, you know, try to be at least five. Even if you're just looking at the job or uh, doing the job, you know, the, the day you, you start, be there at least five, ten minutes early. So is your wife, does she get places on time or is she the opposite of you? When we go as a family, we try to leave and be, be there at our destination on time or, you know, and having a six-year-old and a one-year-old, it doesn't always happen. No, that makes <laughs> it kind of difficult because they're on their own timeline. Yes, yes. Our six-year-old, he's like, okay, he's on the way to the car, and it's just like, oh, squirrel, and he's off doing something else. <laughs> I would like to say it gets better when they get older, but I have an 18 and 19-year-old at home, and it's still the same way. Yeah. 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 Um, our our six year old he 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 does does pretty good as far as you know sticking sticking with the schedule, um, which that's kudos to my wife. She is a very strict stickler for schedule. Uh-huh. You know, we don't always achieve it, but we, we still strive to to keep a schedule. That's awesome. So if you had somebody that you were talking to that they were getting ready to go into the handyman business, what piece of advice would you give them before they started their handyman business? Piece of advice, I would be um, as far as doing a lot of advertising first off. And then... Don't go way over your head into debt to start a business. Um, I was lucky enough to have probably 80% of the tools that I needed before I went out on my own. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I had to do a business loan or anything like that. I never borrowed money to start my business. Um, 
that would be probably the main main piece of advice I would give them is if you do need to go into debt, just be very careful and use caution by going into debt. I like I like living debt free. That's that's one thing that I, I try to do is live debt free. And if you can't, you know, don't borrow more than, you know, maybe at the most two thousand dollars. You know, if, if you need to borrow money to buy tools, fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars is gonna buy you a whole truckload of tools. And by keeping it low like that, you can pay it off a lot quicker. Um, that would that would probably be be my my one main go to advice would be just be very careful. You know, don't don't think you have to go and buy all brand new tools either. Um, I bought a lot of used tools off of Facebook Market Page. Um, I have a ten uh, inch miter chop saw that I bought about three months into going out on my own. I spent thirty bucks on it. Wow! And it is still still working just as good as the day that I got it. That is awesome. Now, would I like to up? I, I would love to upgrade, but I don't use it every day, so there's no reason for yeah. me to to upgrade it. Um. Now, like, you know, cordless drills and things like that, yes, I will buy those brand new. Um, those are, you can buy a set for two, three hundred bucks. That's not going to break the bank. But a lot of your tools you can buy used, and then as you go along, you can place them, you know, as you get do bigger jobs. Or if you have a big job, you can, you know, maybe figure some of those tools in there. Um, just soon after I went out on my own, I, I bought a uh, airless paint sprayer. Uh-huh. And what I did is I paid half of it out of my pocket and the other half I figured in on the job that I was doing. Yeah. That way I could, my quote, I could keep it low, but I was still getting the tool that I needed. Yeah. By getting from from the client, so to speak. What's um, your, and then, yeah. What's your favorite brand of tool? Um, I have various kinds of. Uh-huh. I have a uh, rigid uh, cordless drill set. Yeah. I have a uh, Milwaukee skill saw. Ooh. Uh, I have a. Rigid uh, Sawzall. Um, my chop saw is a Makita. Um, I don't necessarily have just, you know, I don't necessarily just stick with one brand. Uh-huh. Um, I have used various brands like a DeWalt. Um, those those are very, very trusty tools. They are. Um, but I don't, I don't really have a certain brand that I stick with. Do you have a favorite? Um, I do, I do like my rigid, uh, cordless drill set just for uh-huh. simply the balance. Um, it, it just really has a nice grip handle to it. Um, that's, 
as far as a go-to one, um, not not really, no. <laughs> you could start a handyman business with a Ryobi or a Makita. You don't have to start a handyman business with Milwaukee's what you're saying. You can have whatever you need. You can get it on Facebook Marketplace for $30 or you could, it's better to put that cash into the business and marketing instead of taking out a loan on tools that you might not even use. Yeah, yeah. Now I had, um, what was it now? I had, oh, my, my, my Sawzall. Uh-huh. I had bought, and I had it for a long time before I ever even used it. Yeah. I had it for probably three weeks before I used it. Now, would I had to, at that point in time, you know, spend the money to get it? No, I wouldn't have. But on the job that I was doing, I thought I was going to need it sooner. Uh-huh. But I didn't, didn't need it after all. So I just kept it and it I kept it in, in the box for probably two and a half weeks after I bought it before I ever opened it up and, and used it. And then when I did use it, I used it for my for my personal self. Yeah. It wasn't job related. <laughs> so Alan, but, how can our listeners contact you online? I I do not well I, I do have a Facebook page. Uh-huh. Facebook page is AA Construction and Handyman Services. Um, I don't have a website as of yet, but that is something that I am working on for the for the near future. Um, and then uh, I do believe on my Facebook page is my phone number. They can call or text. Um, I do believe I need to update my email on there. But... Other than that, and I, yeah, that's that's the best I can do do for now. I, I, I don't have I don't have a uh, uh, web web page as of yet. So, Alan, where do you service in the Dallas Fort Worth area? I service clear from Denton, clear down to Mansfield, Waxahachie, yeah. um, from Greenville. Greenville, near west to uh, I looked at a job which I the end of the end of January or the first of February I am doing a job in Granbury, yeah. so I go from Granbury. Um, I've been east as far as Wolf City, uh, Amble. I've been that far east. Um, so yeah, I do the all of. DFW, Metroplex, and surrounding communities. Wow, that's amazing. So before we end, I always like to ask my uh, handyman a fun question. So, Alan, if you were stranded on a desert island and all of your human needs were met and you could have two luxury items, what would be your two luxury items and why? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, two luxury items. Well, I guess it would probably be um, a desert island. I would probably be looking for air conditioning if it was in a desert. Yeah. Um, 
Probably air conditioning and probably food and water. Well, those are covered. Yeah. Those are human needs. The air okay. conditioning might be covered, too. We're in Texas, and we're northerners, so that's a human need, too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. Probably... Wow, I guess I, I never really, really thought about that, but uh, two luxury items. Um, desert Island, I would probably be maybe a, a sand dune buggy. Ooh, that would be fun. Yes, um, that and probably maybe um, a boat to maybe go paradise. That does sound fun. Well, Alan, it has been a joy interviewing you on Handyman Secrets. You gave some real gold nuggets to our listeners, especially if they're getting ready to start a handyman business. From don't go into debt, get your tools off of Facebook Marketplace, and clean up after yourself. Thank you so much, Alan. Yes, you're, you're very welcome. And, you know, you don't even, you know... Check, check yard and garage sales as well for tools. Oh, yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of those, especially in the spring of the year. They are all over the Metroplex. Just pick a day, go go find some, you know, take maybe two, three hundred bucks with you. And you from garage sales, a lot of times you can find some really good deals on, on tools that you can fill up your car or truck with two, three hundred bucks. That is so true. Thank you for being here and thank you listeners for listening to Handyman Secrets with Christy and Max Ogle. <laughs> okay, very good. That was amazing. Good job, Alan. Well, thank you. I guess to be honest with you, that was my very first interview ever like that. You did amazingly well. I mean, it was just like the nuggets that you gave the listeners because really my target audience is people that have handyman businesses. And also, I really want to get to those that want to start handyman businesses. And I mean, that was some great advice. Well, good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And have a great day. And I'm so glad I met you because our website pulls people from all over Dallas, Fort Worth, all over Texas. So now I know who to send those referrals to. Okay, great. great. Thanks, Alan. Yeah, if, if you could, you know, send me the link for, for this, this interview. I will. And I'd like to, I guess, basically look and or, you know, listen to it myself and show it to my wife as well. Definitely. I will send it over to you via email. I also found your Facebook page. Um, I'll send it to you on there also. Um, and if you ever need help with your Facebook page, let me know because I'm an expert with that. And especially the handyman business, uh, that's what I do. I do all the advertising for our handyman business, my husband and I. Own. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I definitely will. Awesome. It's going to be on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It's going to be on the podcast. It's going to be um, all over, but I will send it over to you. It'll probably be this afternoon once it all gets generated in. Okay, great. And what, what is it on uh, on YouTube? It is. What's your, your handle?